Hey everybody, uh, we are back from Gen Con, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, editing will hopefully be back to, to normal and stuff. There's also a small thing at the this part. In the beginning, Missy's undergoing an issue with her Malkavian clan compulsion. And I was thinking of a way to do it as the voices in her head that uh, is, is her bane for being Malkavian. Um, come through in her speaking but I couldn't really come up with a good way to have that represent itself audibly I thought about having other people make voices and recording and splicing it in and doing all that stuff but then I was like the people who are listening to this aren't going to understand what's going on and it's just going to be really convoluted and stuff uh, so I just kind of left it with how we recorded it and we're speaking about it so that this way you listening to it can understand her intentions rather than being super confused as i try to get too artsy with it so for the first part here just uh, imagine missy you know speaking in tongues and not making a lot of sense but speaking in words it's mentioned later on that kendra said that it sounded like multiple voices were coming from her mouth speaking different parts of different sentences as the voices in her head are manifesting vocally as she's doing stuff um so i hope that made sense let me know if it didn't i'll try to be more express in the future and uh enjoy the show a quick thing before things get started it's been a hot minute since we recorded due to life being stupid and terrible and dumb i'm sure many people out there can relate because there's a lot of that going around so forgive us if things are a little janky as we roll back into stuff the scene opens in blackness and we hear two voices that we've never heard clearly before missy can you describe the two voices that are currently having an argument about the situation that she was in when we last left there one is a, a female voice and it tries to be soothing and tries to like calm Missy down and and try to, to put a damper on the paranoia that's rising. Paranoia. And after a moment has a bit of red on her lips from where Missy just fed her some of her blood and then tried to cloud her memory of the situation so that to better conceal what is happening until she's fully bloodbound and can understand more of the world. And she looks up at you with a confused look as she felt something whenever you tried to do whatever you tried to do, but sees that you seem to also be a little bit distressed. What do you what do you do? Call for Keith? He's outside. He's not in the room with us, but I think he's outside her dorm room or he's out in the car at the dorm. He's nearby. Are you yelling or are you phoning? Well, we'll text him. We'll text him. I need you in here ASAP. He does not respond. Oh, jeez. But you can see that it has been read. What do you do? Ugh. There's no way I can knock her out. There's just no way. I am too weak. Is this something you're saying, or is this something that you're... No, it's in my head with the other voices. Probably because the, the bestial one is like, just knock her out, just knock her, just, just shut her up. If I used awe, 
she's looking at you. Saw you texting on the phone. What's what's wrong? Is is everything okay? I, I don't. I feel weird. Yeah, you 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 don't look you don't look well. Maybe maybe we should take you to a doctor. She's lying her ass off. Let's hope it works. A doctor, that sounds... And then all of a sudden, the door is kicked open. Keith is bodily in there, quickly evaluating the room, and has his hand underneath his jacket. He sees no immediate threats, but... Well, you can't hear what is going on, but Kendra looks to the door, shocked, amazed, scared, and then looks past the door for a moment as she hears something out in the hallway. Okay, I can't hear what she hears, so I don't know I don't know what's out there. I want to try to get back her snap my fingers, try to get her attention back to me. She goes, No, I I think we need to I think we need to go now. Keith, Keith, can you help Kendra to the car? We're going to take her to the hospital. And Missy is wildly like pointing and using her hand gestures and just very manic. Freaking out. Between the, the shouting in her head and what's happening now, it's it's too much. Kendra will turn to Keith, look back at you as you're clearly trying to communicate something. And she's going to say to him, I don't know what she's saying, what's going on. And at about that moment, a guy wearing a hoodie of the college comes around and is like, Hey man, you're not allowed to be in here. So as this guy tries to use all of the power invested him to him by the college campus to be a, an RA of this dorm facility, Keith is having none of his shit spins and just cold clocks him right in the mouth. Dude has a glass jaw, surprising nobody and is just left sprawled in the hallway out. I pray Keith has the presence of mind to drag his body into the room. Yeah, no, Keith is a is a professional. He will drag that unconscious man in here, look out the door, and close it behind him. And then we'll begin to flip the guy over, go through his pockets, all the time checking back with you. Miss is just going to keep, like, just repeating constantly, just... We have to go. We have to take her to the hospital. She needs help. We need to go. Let's go. Get her. Let's go. Kendra will freak out a little bit, thinking, and begin saying things similar to you, where that they need to get you some help. They need. We should go and get you some assistance, and that she doesn't know what you need, and she brings out her phone to start calling for emergency services, and Keith just takes it from her. Jake said, no, we, we can take care of this. Come on. And then if Keith moves to, to pick you up to carry you, do you let him or do you just walk with him? I think in my current state, I don't think I would resist at all. So he's going to kind of pick you up and not like hurl you over his shoulder, but carry you, take Kendra's hand, and, uh, Start leaving the building back to the car. And I think that's where we leave Missy for the moment. 
because whoops we'll pass over to art and see what art is up to he has not yet checked the security cameras at the apartment he's come back to his command center after jimmy all told him what he did and now he's going to go sit down at his computer and verify do you just do this via hacking stuff? Do you do this more old school, reliable kind of way? What's your modus operandi for going and getting these cameras checked? Because it is the apartment building in which his adopted child is staying, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that he's already infiltrated the security system some time ago. Almost assuredly. He's going to use his access to the system to pull the records from the last couple of nights, starting about an hour before when Jimmy said that uh, he dropped her off and up to like an hour later. You will see. Maybe the cameras there. They're a little older. They need updated. Or it was a rainy night or a windy day and the lenses themselves need cleaned or some other small obnoxious infraction that doesn't really give you the clearest picture. You can see Jimmy's car pull up because obviously you can recognize that car wherever it goes. You see it sit there in the little drop-off section for a moment. You do not see the car doors open or anybody get out. And then you see a drive off. Art is going to watch that. He's not going to make a sound. He's not going to take a breath. He's just going to run that back, watch it a second time, and then cut it, save a copy to a new video file in in his surveillance directories. Just something to hold for later? Something to hold for later. He's going to create a timeline. So he also knows that the point at which Jade was last seen was the Mini Elysium. So I believe he's going to try and hack those particular cameras, and I think that's going to be significantly harder. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to try this. So he's going to try and hack those cameras. He's not going to get anywhere, clearly. He's, He's compromised right now. He's not feeling his best. It also just gives you it just gives you confidence in the security surrounding Elysium that the kindred that are involved there are safe. That's uh, bullshit. That doesn't give me any confidence. Fine. Be negative about it. See if I care. I'm gonna be. The next thing that he would do is pick up the phone and call call the site, call Elysium. Are you calling the Batman phone or are you calling the the just business front phone? Which phone is going to let me talk to somebody to see when the IROC Z left the premises? I don't think that's necessarily bad phone. That could be a front desk phone, I think. Feeling front desk because Ars just gonna ask. It's like, yeah, so I'm following up on like so somebody's doing a wellness check. I just need to see what time this person left. Passing yourself off as like a officer McCop face 
not even that. He's passing himself off as uh, sleazy paparazzi pretending to be uh, passing off as officers like face. Mm, I see. I see. Uh, I mean, well, he is sort of a journalist. Sort of. The hapless mortal on the other end of the phone will mention that they saw a car matching that description leave and then give you a time ago, because obviously we don't know how long it takes between place one and place two, but we'll give you a, it left a time ago that fits your timeline. Okay. Those two data points. The next question he would ask was, did they happen to see the altercation at the car? Or, or like, hear about it and drop the officer slick face and go for more of the muckraking paparazzi angle. Get that, that juicy gossip. You're met with the sound of uh, the phone changing hands and somebody else's voice coming on and saying, excuse me, sir, um, how can I help you? Oh, well, no, that's, that's fine. I've, I've got what I need. Thanks. Bye. Who is this that was calling again? Click. What you can't hear on the other end is somebody getting yelled at because you've already hung up the phone and some poor recently hired schlub is in a lot of trouble. Sucks to be them. Yeah, sucks to suck, right? Yeah, it does. Do you have another course of action you're going to investigate? Art's going to deliberate this on a while because his next step is going to make it very clear he's going to uh, be taking steps that's going to be noticed. So we can go ahead and slide to somebody else. Staying in the immediate vicinity, we'll slide over to where Coco went to go paint. Where'd you go, Coco? Did you go back to your Forever 21? Are you going back home? No, Forever 21. I have like a little studio set up in there and I really wanted to paint my impression of like the beer fairy. Do you guys remember him? (laughs) What the bums called me when I beat him up? That's what the bums thought that monster uh, Coco was. So I, I had it in my head that that would be a really cool painting. So I'm in there working on that. Are you doing it in your graffiti style? No, I want to do something different. I like I want to make it dirty, so I'm like rubbing dirt and stuff on the canvas and different techniques and stuff. I'm making it like weirder. Is this like commercial grade dirt that you buy at like a hobby store so that you can make your little dioramas or whatever that you would use to base miniatures? Uh, no, that sounds like some weird poser stuff. I basically split half of my time in this dirty-ass mall. There's dirt everywhere. (laughs) Cool. Easy enough to do. Do you have an idea of what this beer fairy is going to look like? You know, the traditional Jesus with the head down and the palms, like, up, you know, triangle style Mm -hmm. Jesus? kind of like that with wings and the wings are all made of trash there's also a lot of trash around the fucking mall i'm just picking up like gum wrappers 
and gluing them to make wings. It's really pretty shitty. It's like the people that make chainmail out of of soda can lids. Absolutely. That's shiny. I mean, I wonder if beer fairies have a crown. We can make a crown for it out of beer tabs if we find enough. I both love and hate that. So this is going to take you a little bit of time. A question I have, and I think I know the answer to this, but does Troy have your number? Uh, Yeah. You will get a text message. It's like, hey, it's Troy. Uh, Have you seen Jade? No. I thought she was with you. No, I haven't seen her all night. She said she was going out with you for a little while, and then we were going to supposed to meet up later, but I texted her and haven't heard anything back. You know what? I think that I texted her and she didn't respond to me either. So I just text her immediately again. What the fuck? Where are you? No matter how long you choose to wait, you do not get an answer. That's suspicious. A little bit. That's pretty weird. And that is kind of upsetting me a lot, too. Can I check the cameras? Like, there's got to be cameras on my apartment, right? At least on the door. Like one of those cheap Amazon ones. One of those rings or whatever it's called. Yeah. Would Art have set one of them up on my phone for me? I'm sure he would have. I'm sure he would have set it up even without you knowing so that he could look at it. Also true. It's like, here, I got it for you. I set it up. Don't ask about why I have the account information. No, he gives me the account information because he set it up for me, but I don't need to sign into it because it's already fucking signed in. Exactly. He's so helpful and friendly. I know. And I did hear that comment about like his adopted daughter. Aww. Aww. So yeah, you can totally check the ding camera system that you have set up on your apartment. And there's like nothing. Nope. Well, like where else can she, she would answer her phone. I'm just going to text art like, and tell him, I don't know where Jade is. Art's going to look at his phone, look up at the ceiling Pick his phone up, text back. When did you last see her? Question mark. Hit send. And on that send, we transition over to Jimmy. Driving around, not in the IROC, but driving around in the car that was sort of gifted to him from the Ventru as a congratulations on your ascension to power. Yep. Where's Jimmy heading? Well, would it be appropriate for him to go to the hospital to donate some blood to someone? To Jade? So it's it's only been one night, but yeah, you can you can roll up there as a concerned citizen. Do you call ahead to let them know you're coming, or do you just... Yeah, I'd call. After going through a, a secretary or two, Dr. Bain will be on the phone, and he will set up a place for you to go meet so that you're not on hospital property, so there's less uh, less consistent shady things happening. Mm-hmm. 
It would be some small historic monument, something like a here's where things were founded hundreds of years ago. Something like that. It's got a little park around it. It's not really busy at this hour, obviously, because who would go there at this hour? It's not even really that busy when it is appropriate for mortals to go and hang out at. Yeah, I'm just picturing the uh, statue of Jebediah Springfield in Simpsons. Yeah, basically. Almost entirely exactly that, given we're also named Springfield. But he will meet you there. There's a there's a park bench. You can see that there's a car nearby, and you can see that there's a person standing outside of the car, but they are a, a not easy listening distance away. Presumably a driver, a ghoul of some kind that is just doing all of the menial tasks that ghouls are good to do. All right. So, um, I am supposed to, uh, give blood to the person. Yes. I believe that was your, your request that we would break the blood bond and then that she would be bound to you at least initially until whatever it is you decide to do with her. Um, so she's in the car or do I just, Oh, she is still at the facility. It takes a little bit of time to arrange these kinds of things. And while I have your attention here, I would have liked to have asked the extent of this other favor that you would like for me to wrap up for you. Yes. So just trying to figure out who a sire is. Do you know the clan of the the person? Well, seeing as I mentioned last time, the person that we need to check is a thin blood. Um, no, I don't. See. Will make things a little bit more difficult, but is not impossible to be done. Blood magic is a little, as much as we would like to say that it is a science or an exact science, it is not. So things like this can be a little difficult and tricky, but I can assure you that we will do everything in our power to figure this out. Is this a recognized member of the court? It is not. I see. He turns slightly, making some space on the bench for you to sit if you would wish to sit. And Jimmy will sit. As you know, the Tremere have been making good use of Thin Bloods and their unique capabilities over the last several years that they have been making prominent appearance across the city. Mm-hmm. Is this thin blood skilled in any particular way that would be interesting to us? I feel the person in question would like to learn more and would be interested in furthering your studies. He seems to take this under thought for a moment. Although I cannot say for certain if that is true. I know they have some skills in the 
whatever they're doing with the stuff. I don't know. Magical stuff. It's okay. They do not know much of what they're doing either. Which is what makes this all very exciting. From a purely thaumaturgical perspective. Of course. I would like very much to meet this person. And to finish up our little exchange. And then I am interested in taking this person under my wing and seeing what they can do. See, not all Thinbloods have these unique capabilities that are still being examined and understood by the thaumaturgists amongst us. There's great potential and great fear around Thinbloods. Well, I can't say for certain if the person will want to, but you will not get any resistance from me. Unless they say they don't want to. However, I think they will want to. Person available this evening, or can we schedule this for some other time? For now, you have significantly piqued my interest, more so than just resolving this boon. You might all give them a call. Jimmy tries to remember if he has her phone number in his phone as he flips it out and scrolls through. If you don't, I can be assured that you have a little black notebook that you have many phone numbers of many different people in because that's how you used to roll. That's true. It's not in his phone. So he... Would he have his book still on him? He's been carrying it for years, right? Yeah, of course he would. Alright. Mutters under his breath that he forgot it and pulled out his book and Flips a bit more, finds the page, and types it in. What time is it? Now you're asking the really hard questions. Well, I feel it's still pretty early in the evening because... Yeah, I feel like it's definitely before midnight. Yeah. I feel like she's usually there pretty late, especially recently, we'll say. And she'll answer. She answers the phone like... Fetishes by Fina? No, not that kind of fetish. Hey, it's Jimmy. Oh, hey. I... You never call. Uh, yeah. I, I know. Um, you know the thing we talked about before with finding out who, uh, did the thing with you to make you more of who you are? Yeah. Well, I'm with him right now, and I was wondering if you could drop by and we can get that sorted, if you have time. Breath catches for a moment. She's like, right. It's a touch sooner than I thought, but uh, yeah. it, it, it happens. Where, where are you need me to meet you? Uh, that, that's a good question. One sec. Uh, so... How much prep do you need for this thing? Like, can you do it here? Or he's looking, he puts, turns his phone away and is talking to uh, the doctor. I have all the necessary accoutrement with me. All right. Uh, you know, the statue in the park that has the thing near the place? 
I imagine that Jimmy gives her actionable directions or information because that was certainly something. Yes. I cuz we know I know nothing about where we are. Me neither. Yeah, the What are you doing out there? Uh meeting with uh suspicious people. That's a fair statement, I guess. Yeah, um and then she gives you an appropriate amount of time that it'll take for her to get out there. I mean, do you need a lift or something? Like we could meet somewhere else closer if needed. Yeah, we could we could do that, I guess. And you guys spend two, three minutes figuring out a place, making sure it's okay with the doctor, yada 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 yada. Yep. I want to make sure it's somewhere that Jimmy is fairly certain that Art has no cameras. Oh. Outside of domain would be great. Yep. No places of notable interest, like not Jimmy's place, not Fina's place, not a mall, because, of course, he's going to have cameras at random malls. I mean, he's going to have cameras in a lot of places, but you can go someplace that's closer to somebody else's turf. Probably not in Tremere territory, because I don't think the doctor would really want to super be seen doing magic out in the open. And Jimmy's domain is fine. There's like somewhere not too obvious, I guess. You can find a parking garage. Go on to one of the, the middle levels, and there's nobody in this parking garage except for the few cars that belong to employees to run like security at a couple of the nearby buildings. It's basically a empty at this point. Madam Fina rolls up in a junker. This is the kind of thing that the passenger side driver's window is covered in a plastic bag. It's got some rust spots. It's it's not great. It offends your Toreador and your 80s car guy aesthetic severely. Wow. I was not expecting that kind of car. Well, the the mall mysticism business does not exactly bring in the money. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. If you get the parts, I can do the labor for free. Just letting you know. Oh, Jimmy. It's more because it hurts my eyes. No offense, but it's a horrible looking car. <laughs> Thanks. And at that moment after the two of you were talking for a little bit, the doctor will clear his throat, which he very clearly does not need to do because he is a vampire. And just to the just gives a simple if we could get this over with. <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, Doctor, this is um, Fina. She's the one who wants to know her sire. With that, he gives a a small nod, goes for the handshake, and uh, just tells her this will take just a moment. He's going to take out a valise out of the back seat of the car, put it on the trunk, pop it open, and begin to rummage around for a little bit. He is going to take a silver cup. It's not quite a goblet, it's not quite that ornate, but it is 
silver. It's got hermetic sigils around it. It's clearly important. And then he will pull out a knife, open it up a little bit to see which one it is, close it back up, put it back in, and pull out another knife. Looks very similar. Nods to himself, draws it completely before putting the sheath next to the bag, and walks with that over towards her. And she looks more than a little nervous because some stranger is approaching her with a knife drawn. He gives a simple necessary steps. I'll need a little bit of your blood. She looks to you for confirmation, acceptance, guidance, something in this situation. Jimmy shrugs and nods at the same time. Sounds like a good idea, I guess. And she will take off the small jacket that she was wearing and offer up a a wrist. And then, with a little coaxing, both on her end and seemingly on his end as well, just massaging the forearm there to, to get it to come out, he will pour some of her blood into this cup. And it, it smells pretty good, Jimmy. After filling his cup, he goes... Put the knife back, cleans it off, and says this will take approximately an hour. And begins to sit down behind the trunk of his car and begins to speak incantations and magic words. You and Madame Fina have any conversation while this is happening. Yeah, so he's going to make sure the doctor's out of earshot. Sure. And so he's going to ask you about the magic you've been doing in the back of your shop. What did you want to know about it? I don't, honestly, I don't much care about it, Um, but he does. And he's likely going to ask if you want help or if you can help him with stuff or teach something somewhere i don't know the details i'm just trying to warn you that you are now on the radar of someone who knows magic and isn't interested in it and you are doing a different kind of magic apparently i don't even know if what i'm doing is really magic you like this is some eye of newt shit jimmy I have Newt. Sounds like magic to me. She looks past you over to where Dr. Bane is hard at work, we'll say. It doesn't look like he's hard at work. He's just kind of mumbling to himself and waving fingers over this cup, but fucking magic, I guess. I I guess I could at least talk to him about it. Yeah, just wanting to let you know, whatever you decide, I will side with you. Okay, well, th- thank you, Jimmy. I didn't realize that this is going to be as dangerous as it sounds like it is. Uh, you're essentially an illegal here because, one, I haven't brought you to the court to say who you are, and two, you're a thin blood, which means you shouldn't exist or you bring, like, the doom of kindred. I don't know all the history very well. You'll hear Dr. Bane pause and say from where he is sat, 
A sign of the end times. That. He does that thing where you cross your arms in front of you and rub your hands up and down your uh, your biceps. Just kind of like, as though somebody had just walked over your grave. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, so there's some people who um, won't like you because of that. Um, one of which is our new potential liquor provider at the uh, uh, club, Francis Nielsen. Um, Never been him. Why would he not like me? Uh, because you're a thin blood. That seems a little racist. Uh, yeah. Um, but he, uh, if, if he finds out that you're a thin blood, that is. Well, I was excited about this night, but now it sounds like it's getting a lot more dangerous. And I believe I did mention it was dangerous to go forward with this. Well, so long as they can fix it. Fix what? All of this, like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, you, you can't go back to being a human. You are kindred. That can't be fixed. At least I think. I I honestly don't know. For well, there's certain. legends and sure. stuff about it. But it just... Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask him if it's possible. I, And he's probably saying no, but I, I don't know. Some time has passed, and some time continues to pass as you guys are having this conversation. Do you guys do anything exciting or crazy or just make casual conversation about her situation until he is finished? I'm thinking casual conversation and just maybe like a small walk around to make sure there's... Just keep a watch. Yeah, keep a watch, yeah. After about an hour, he will come to you he is writing something down on a small pad of paper like doctors like to write prescriptions on. And he will go as though, like, rip it off. And she goes to reach for it. He pulls it back and hands it to you. I understand. Thank you. But it's for her to decide if it should go to me. He gives a small nod and... Very well. And we'll hand it to her. She reads it, and I don't know who that guy is. Do you want me to take a look? Just kind of like throws up a hand like, yeah. The name is Chad Bishop. You know that he is a Nosferatu? He was once a very handsome man. And as Nosferatu are prone to doing every once in a while, they would take very handsome or beautiful people or people who are very vain and embrace them out of spite, often called Cleopatras. He made his way through life seducing women and particularly wealthy women and uh, fleecing them for all of their cash. He is arrogant and self-centered, and he sees himself better than most people around him, better than any human and most vampires. He has rat-ish features with a long nose and jaw with big incisors as his fangs. All right. What else would you like to know about Mr. Bishop? Like whose uh, domain is he in? Abishai is, I believe, where he usually hangs out. 
Okay. And is he known to hang out with a specific group, or is he more solo? He makes his way around people who have money. He, at current, uh, some ghoul, some lady, who is his latest, we'll say, project. All right. Um, so I will relay to Madame Fina who he is and what it means. Uh, what it means as in translating terms from... Like, he's a Nosferatu, which means he's a... Not the why it was her, but just the the terms and stuff. Yeah, essentially. After this, Dr. Bain nods, turns to Madame Fina and says, I understand that you have certain interests and potentially capabilities. And he produces a business card that's got just a phone number on it. I would very much like to talk to you about these on a night where you have not received terrible news. Because she looks confused and perhaps a little upset because she doesn't know who the fuck this guy is, but this guy apparently made her into a monster. So I have a friend who's um, looking for a kindred who he believes who was a thin blood who then diablerized to become a proper kindred. His head goes up slightly as though he has heard what you have said, understands what you have said, but is neither confirming nor denying that he has heard something similar. I'm kind of interested in the clan that the person became. Is that who initially turned them into a thin blood or who they diablerized? Is that I'm, I'm just curious on how that works. He pushes his glasses up and looks to you. You get the feeling that maybe he would normally be charging for this information, and maybe at some time in the future he'd be like, hey, remember that stuff I told you? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's to be expected. Yeah. Studies and evidence thus far seems to say that it is the clan of the victim. I see. Thank you. If there's nothing else, I will leave you to the rest of your business, and I will discuss our other ongoing project another night. I will call you when I have information regarding that. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Much obliged. He gives you a nod, turns to Madame Fina, tips his hat, and fucks off into the night, leaving the two of you standing there. And we will cut quickly over to Missy as she is being driven away. He doesn't say anything. He just turns on his turn signal and starts heading south. And then I'll look at Kendra and and just, you know, let her know I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, We just have to make a stop before we take her back to her dorm. But you, you weren't fine. You were... You were saying all kinds of weird stuff in weird ways, and it's like every other word was... It seemed like it was from a different sentence or something? Yeah. Um, Kendra, it's just something that, that happens. Just uh, 
severe bouts when I'm under stress. It it goes away though. As you can see, see, I'm fine now. I'm fine. Uh, it's just yeah, just uh, let's blame it on bad genetics. Okay. Um, I know a little bit about that stuff, but this is okay. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That I, I totally get it. Um, am I in a cult now? I'm sorry. We did like a blood thing, and I feel like that maybe uh, I joined some kind of religion or a cult, and I don't know if I'm ready for that in my life. Oh no, 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 no! There's no cult. A cult implies. A charismatic leader, which clearly I am not. Um, you would have to give like all your money to that person, which I haven't asked you for anything like that. So no cult, no cult. It's just something that's going to make it so we can um, bond and become closer. Like sisters. A creak of leather as Keith readjusts his seating. Okay, but... Okay, and she just folds her hands in her lap and sits there and faces forward. Hmm. Missy's just going to kind of look at Keith in the rearview mirror and just <sighs> sigh. He's just going to look at you through the rearview mirror. You can see a little bit of relief come across him as you are clearly back to being you. Whatever that means. You know, who knows whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> After a few moments of awkward silence, is there anything you want to say, or are you happy to just ride in silence to the mall? I'm happy to ride in silence. If she starts talking, I will converse, but I am happy to um, ride in silence, because I figure if I were to open my mouth again, something's going to go wrong. Best to keep it shut. That's fair. Do you let Art know you are coming to the mall, or anybody really know? I'll send a text to Art asking if the freezer is empty. Art will send a text back. Yes? Question mark. Why? Question mark. I have use of it, and I don't want to have any surprises when we walk in there. Art will send back a meme image of somebody pointing a gun saying, delete this. And then you will see his posts, his texts disappear. Uh, like Missy would then think, all right, she'll follow suit. She'll delete everything she just sent to him. After a minute, uh, he will send another text. Hey, so uh, go check out the freezer. The text came by and got the walk-in working again. Winky smiley face. Uh, she'll send back, oh, that's great news. Thanks for letting me know. Winky smiley. Those of you at the mall, well, I guess specifically Art. Art, do you go to meet with them or do you just let her do whatever it is she's going to do? Art is very busy with things at the moment. But he's got cameras running. Okay. Coco, are you going to do anything with your looking for looking for your BFFF, Beth? Well, yeah, I texted Art and... Oh, that's right. We dramatically cut away from that and I forgot. Yeah. So I, I texted him back. He asked, uh, when did you last see her? And 
I, I don't know. I think back, it was, I left them. I was pretty angry when I left too. Um, she was with Jimmy. That's what I text him. He texts back. Jimmy said he dropped her off at the apartment. Period. She's not there. There's a long pause. Like there's a delay of several minutes. And then he texts back. I know. Period. Well, what the fuck? That like just makes me so, so angry. You know, like angry faces. Yes. I know. What I don't know is where she is. Not yet. I just like sit down on a bucket or something in my little art room. Branded buckets that you're supposed to do your shopping in. Yep. And just thumbs up and just kind of toss my phone down. He will send two texts that will eventually be read, I'm sure. The first one saying, when I do find her, the second one, what will you do? Question mark. What does that mean? That's my best friend. What What will I do? Have her to hang out with? Like, uh, question marks, question marks, question marks. Does she know that you're at the mall right now? Uh, No, because he can be anywhere at any time. True. Nosferatu do be like that. Uh, Nosferatu do. There will be an ellipsis. And then come see me at the shack of radios. I will explain. Yeah, so off she marches. This is really, really better be good. And with that, the camera will come to a close as people are once again meeting up at the mall. Art and Coco in his little command center with a camera that is pointed to another section of the mall where Missy... Keith and Kendra are walking in to go check out something lying to Kendra along the way before they get to what amounts to your cell. Jimmy, are you bringing Manafina back to the mall? Or are you going to sit up? She has her own car. So it won't be. Yeah, I, I just assumed that you would have driven with her, like convoy style. Or you got other things to do tonight. If she wants to talk more, we can talk. Otherwise, you'll head to the mall. She's going to want to talk more, but is happy to do it at the mall if you would prefer to do it at the mall or to do it out here? Uh, No, because he doesn't know if anyone else knows that she's kindred. So he'd rather it be in the parking garage. So as the three of you begin to congregate around the mall with your baggage... And Jimmy has a conversation with Fina out in a parking garage in the middle of the city. We'll see what kind of interesting things their conversation holds. And what kind of terrible accidents things can get up to. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. 
Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com. If I used awe? It would be manipulation plus presence versus composure plus intelligence. But manipulation is a social, and I'm at a minus two on social. Uh huh. So I put minus two as my modifier. <gasps> oh, this is a very, very bad night for me. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I mean, you only had one die. I don't know what you were oh, really no. expecting there. Hey, one success. That's what I was expecting. Oh, well, that's very optimistic of you <laughs> in a world of darkness. <laughs> So I believe he's going to try and hack those particular cameras. And I think that's going to be significantly harder. Uh, yeah, so we're going to try this. I am willing to offer a success at a cost here that you'll be able to get in. And from tonight, because it was tonight, right? Yeah. Um, you have a timeline based upon when you have Jimmy's car at the hotel, uh, not the hotel, at the apartments. You have like, an idea of how long it takes to get from the apartments to Elysium. So you have an idea of where you can start looking. And I will, <clears throat> the, the success will be that you'll be able to get the immediate surrounding time of that section immediate surrounding section of time to what you're looking for. But somebody's going to know that somebody was sticking around in there. And while that somebody may not know it was specifically you, there are only a handful of very technologically capable kindred in the city from which they could uh, ask or investigate. And if I just fail it, then what? Oh, then, then you just don't get anything out of it. Uh, you know what? I think I'll just fail it right now. Okay. Raven does not get to notice somebody hacking into the system. <sighs> Correct. I haven't set up my death trap for her yet. <laughs> she sh- she would be flattered. Uh, she she should be. She should be. Where'd you go, Coco? Did you go back to your Forever Twenty One? You going back home? No, Forever 21. I have like a little studio set up in there and I really wanted to paint my impression of like the beer fairy. Do you guys remember him? <laughs> what the bums called me when I beat him up? I I did not remember that and I was thinking of your road trip when they saw the little absinthe fairy. That's what the bums thought that monster uh, Coco was. So... I, I had it in my head that that would be a really cool painting, so I'm in there working on that. I can't not shitpost this, so there it is. Cool. Um, I feel like she's usually there pretty late, especially recently, we'll say. And she'll answer. Uh, uh, we, did we ever name her shop? I don't think so. Like somebody no, we never did. Uh, I just go to Madame Fina's. That's clearly the shop name. 
Yeah, but I feel like it's like Madame Fina's Emporium of uh uh let's call it fetishes by Fina and she always has to chase people out who think it's the other kind of fetishes. (laughs) (laughs) I almost feel like she answers the phone like fetishes by Fina. No, not that kind of fetish. After about an hour, he will come to you. He is writing something down on a small pad of paper like doctors like to write prescriptions on. Is it readable? You know what? Maybe you should roll for it. (laughs) (laughs) Investigation rolls. After a minute, uh, he will send another text. Hey, so uh, go check out the freezer. The text came by and got the walk-in working again. Winky smiley face. Uh, She'll send back, oh, that's great news. Thanks for letting me know. Winky smiley. It's a good thing NSA agents don't know how emotes work. Or emojis work. <laughs> God, if my personal FBI agent knew how emojis work, I would be arrested. Right. It's a secret language that nobody will understand. 